0: What up, man? Sit down. I'm Ray Ray all day.
1: Oh, man, I'm digging that cowboy hat, right? You like him, I'm loving that, man. You look like a, like a blue cowboy hat. Strap, Strap in. in. You're not doing a good job at your job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you need your mama's permission. This is the Battle Podcast.
0: Battle Podcast. Better than nice. Hey, not everybody can pull it off.
1: now, your host. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Full Money Johnny.
2: And I'm Ray Ray all day. What up, Ray? Ray, what's what's
1: happening, man? man? What's going on, boys? You tell us, man. I mean, you're Mr. Perfect, remember? Not perfect, just confident. Oh, my bad. There's a fine line. Let me rephrase that. Mr. Perfectly confident. There you go. There you go. Man
0: who keep handed his pocket-filled cocky all
1: day. All day. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, man. I couldn't believe it on the last episode we're sitting there talking he's talking about how ultra confident he is, you know? No. Overconfident. Oh, yeah, overconfident. Who the, who the hell says that <laughs> hey, about When themselves? you got it, you got it, I mean, I mean, typically when you're overconfident, you might want to back up a little bit and say, hey, maybe I'm being a little cocky. You know what I'm saying? No, that's how I kept. That's how but I kept. Not, but not for, not Ray. No, he's over. There. Yeah, I'm overconfident. It's just who I am. I'm the man.
0: My wife. So my wife used to get out and got inebriated the other night. Intoxicated.
1: <laughs> get don't in, worry, Ray. don't worry, Ray. We won't tell you, Big Brother. Okay. <laughs>
0: my
2: wife used to tell me we worked in the same place, and she said I'd walk past her desk like strutting like a rooster. Oh God. She's like you were so cocky. I was like I wasn't cocky. I was just confident. The reason why he's talking about a rooster is
1: because he used to have red hair in that bed.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. There, hey, you notice I shaved? I cleaned it up. I got yeah. some of that white off I'm of there. It I'm
1: looking over at him. I'm wanting to sing. Jingle, jangle jingle. He doesn't want to Here be a dentist. I want to be a dentist.
2: <laughs> dude.
1: So what's going on, man?
2: Oh, you know, man. Red neck and Red Any yeah.
1: humanitarian acts that you want to share with our listeners this week?
2: Nah, I don't. Not dude, you're kind. really
1: sucking at that job right now.
2: <laughs> you know it.
1: I mean, you were like on this spree every week, day in, day out. Now, all of a sudden, you just quit on it.
2: That's it. I gave up. You gave up. Threw
1: my hands up. <laughs> white
2: flag and everything. I'm done. Uh, white flag of the humanitarians.
1: Huh?
0: <laughs> Ever since he became the creeper, man, it was like a, <laughs> a humanitarian like, creeper. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah,
1: he's going to do humanitarian acts. So I'm going to stop now. That's right. I I passed on the baton, man. But don't at, worry about it. Look I went Johnny over, there. over
0: there doing something
1: good. I went over there and helped out the manor, man. Yeah. I didn't want to brag or anything, but I did go over there and help put his bagger on his mower.
0: Did he float you a lobster?
1: No, not yet. But I, if he's listening tonight. Uh, it would be nice. Not a lobster. A lobster. 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 Yeah, a couple of them named lobsters up there. Uh, you know what I'm saying, guy? Yeah. He told him. He, he told How's the mower working. Yeah. Mower. The, the mower. The lawn mower, Yeah. Is it moving? It's doing great, man. That yeah. bag is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Figured out how to make it move, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. How much do you pay him? Who? The,
2: the
1: bagger. bagger. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what. That was an. Uh, that's one of the smartest investments I've ever made. You know. Because you, you know, and we were talking a couple episodes back about you. know, As you get older, you you recognize, you know, you know, there's certain things you just can't do anymore. You got to be real with yourself, you know. I mean, Your
2: shortcomings. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Boy, you need help, brother. <laughs> but you know, I mean, spend the damn three hundred dollars and get the bagger, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's it. Your body will thank you. Yeah, you, you think about it. These days, that's going out to dinner like four or five times. It is. You know, an hour. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's quality time right there. <laughs> yeah, you can go, huh? Listen to Ray all of all the, the
2: quality time. There you go. Think of all the good deeds you can do for each hour.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. You quit. Remember? <laughs> well, I passed it on to you. That's what I'm telling you. Think of all the good deeds you can do. I don't think it's a passing. I think you're trying to toss it on over to me, dude. That's what I think's going on. <laughs>
0: the passing of the baton.
1: I do one humanitarian act, and this guy quits. You it. used to be my my mentor and my idol. Uh oh. Now I know the truth. If you if suck. You, he you, is
0: the American idol.
1: If, yeah. you,
2: if you're looking up to me, you ain't looking very high. I know, because
1: we're looking high to high, brother. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we got to look up to Fritz. Oh, yeah. Love. Well, that's a big, true, t- well. That's a big tall drink of water, there <laughs> Long, long,
0: long, tall, tall drink
2: of water. Yeah, my yeah, like
0: man, it. still waiting on the wisdom with the gray hair. You
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> waiting on it, huh? It'll come eventually. <laughs> <laughs> one day.
0: Hanging around you dudes, I learn stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, you learn I, I thought I knew it all, Yeah, uh-huh.
0: apparently I don't.
1: He, he goes home and he starts having problems in his marriage because he's been learning this stuff from Ray and John. <laughs> I have
2: love, true love. <laughs> well, yeah, mileage. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, hey,
1: as you guys heard in the
2: last episode, we've picked up a couple more countries, Belgium and Indonesia. Nice. So guys, keep sharing us. Guys, keep sharing us. We're on just about every uh, listening platform that's out there you know, including iHeart, including Spotify, uh, Amazon, a couple of new ones that have just just sprung up out of nowhere. Deezer, you know.
0: Radio.com.
2: Yeah, just
0: Apple make, Music.
1: Make hey, sure. But I don't want to, you know, just glide over our other uh, countries we've already had. I mean, you're talking about our, our friends in Brazil, right? We, oh, we yeah. love the Brazilians, our- man. Love you guys. Hey, you know hungry? it. Hungry? Hung- yeah.
0: Hungry? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Turkey.
1: Turkey? Hey, and Speaking Alaska. One for Aussie. Turkey, you know. At
0: the one Aussie down there, so he's that to. Yeah,
1: good night, Mike. Hey, and don't forget Alaska. Dude, forget about Alaska. Why don't we focus on Ireland where we got a, a good cluster of listeners over there, man? We, we love a the Irish. Bunch of good Irishmen there. You I just to want to, right. I personally want to thank the Irish for hanging hanging in there with us in spite of Ray. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> well, don't worry about it. I'm helping you squash all that ultra confidence you got going on there. According to Ancestry.com, I'm more Irish than you are.
2: I'm 67% player. What an Irish. You were 67%,
1: like no, I'm whatever 67% it was. I Irish. Nice try, guy. No, what was that? You're like, I forget what you said you were. I'm 20% Iberian, 19, actually 19. 19% Iberian. 19% Iberian. Which is, you know, Spain and Portugal. Oh. Which, it, you know, it's you funny. You be bullfighting, bro. Yeah. Olay. Which explains my beard because I was did some research because they have a thing called such thing as Black Irish which are Irish people with dark colored hair. And know. they say that a lot of times it came from a Spanish descent. Well, there you go. I bury it Irish. See, that's an education for you, Ray, on our people that you know nothing about. You're shoving too much in my head right now. I can't take it off. Well, that doesn't take a lot. <laughs> Got a little head. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about tonight, man? I don't <laughs> know. You're just going to sit there and run your mouth all night? Yeah, let's
2: uh, do it. Nah. Yeah. Tonight we're going to talk about.
0: Moving on.
1: Yeah. What the hell are we afraid of? That's a damn good question. Seriously, what are we afraid of? You know, it's amazing because that seems to be the root of the majority of the problems that we have as men. Is it all It all starts with fear.
2: Right. Whether we want to admit it or not. You know,
1: fear of inadequacy, fear of failure, uh, fear of disappointment. Fear of being transparent. Being... The fear of not being accepted. Yeah. The fear of being mocked or laughed at. The fear of not having what it takes. Right. And the sad thing is in in men, unfortunately, that fear comes out in a multitude of different ways. And unfortunately, it's not always positive. Uh, You know, some men it comes out with anger. Some men it comes out with violence. Now, fear can be used as a fuel, too. I know that me personally, when I grew up as a kid, um, looking at my lifestyle and where I started from and where I came from, the fear of being that for the rest of my life drove me to try to be something better. The Motivation. So fear can be a motivator, can be a positive thing if it's used properly. Right. The issue that we have is a lot of times, guys, they don't use it the right way. And it affects not only them. But their families or the people that they're, you know, put around. I take the workplace sometimes. You always, you ever had that guy that's your boss or a co-worker that, you know, has got that, you know, that, I don't know, how do I say this? He just walks around talking and acting like he's the man because he wants everybody to know that he's the man and he's running things and he's in charge and he wants this respect and that respect. And the reality of it is, is that dude's dealing with a great deal of fear of inadequ- inadequacy, right. and so it comes out in a way that comes across as cocky or arrogant, or condescending, or overly abrasive, right? Belittling, or, yeah, belittling, demeaning. And as men, we got to be very careful that we don't do that with. And let's start at the top of the food chain with our wives. Yeah, because there's a lot of guys out there that would allow. That to manifest in a negative way when it comes to their spouse. You know, a lot of times the last place that a man wants to feel like he's inadequate or he's a failure is at home. Right. Yeah. And when we're back in the corner, a lot of times, and some of you guys listen to this can attest to this, sometimes we don't always have the best response because that fear wells up in us. And so our first response is to become defensive. Lash out. Or sometimes to some degree be overly
2: aggressive. Right. Yeah. Be very intimidating towards your wife, both physically and verbally. It's not hard to do. It's, it, when when fear strikes, it's easy to, I guess, your your factory preset is that. You know, as a man is, lash out. Defend that.
1: Or what happens to some men is that they hide. Yeah. Yep. That's very dangerous.
2: Or paralyzed. They, they freeze. They hide. They,
1: they go away. And- or or they hide in lies yeah. because they're scared of the truth right i've seen guys that i've met in my life that have had um financial issues that they try to keep from their wives out of fear of their wife being disappointed or angry i've seen guys that have um been dishonest about you know their jobs or just a multitude of different things that you think are meaningless, but they they aren't because guys will 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 feel like they have to overcompensate for something, and it can cause major issues in a marriage in a relationship. Think about it like this: if say you're you know you're working and maybe you're you've been reprimanded at work, or you've taken a demotion at work, there are guys that will come home and tell their wives that they'll try to play like everything's fine, right? and hope that they don't find out.
2: Yeah. One of the biggest things we got to realize, and it's one of my favorite sayings, is that fear is a liar. That fear of inadequacy is a lie. Like you said in the last podcast, God made us exactly who we are supposed to be. And when we let fear guide us in what we do and don't do, That fear is a liar. That fear is lying to you, saying you're inadequate. Fear is telling you that you can't do this. Fear is telling you that your wife's going to be upset
1: if she knows you've been demoted. And it's all lies. Well, fear can also be an exposer. It's going to expose your true character. I mean, let's keep it real. I mean, fear... How we how we respond to our fears is going to be an exposure of who we are as a person. Now, we talked a few uh, podcasts back about the fact that a lion fears its prey, right? And it takes true courage to hunt, regardless, because you know you've got to eat. Well, and you know, using that as an example in our lives. How do we respond when we when we do, when that fear wells up? Are we going to respond with lies, anger, covering up, you know, aggression? Are we going to shrink? Are we going to hide? Or are we going to find the courage that we need to do what's right in spite of the fears that we face? I mean, there are guys out there that are too afraid to even talk to another guy because they're so worried that somebody's going to think negatively about them. Right. We, we use the term, I don't want to air out my dirty laundry. It ain't nobody, business. you know, I try to keep it in-house. Well, maybe you keep it in your house is the worst possible thing you can do because it's destroying you and your marriage and it's affecting the way that you treat your kids and your wife. Right. Maybe you keep it in your house is affecting you in the workplace. Instead of coming clean with it and dealing with it and having the courage to face it head on, you want to pretend that it's not there. And then what happens? Nothing good ever comes of it. No, I mean, here's the reality of it, though. Think about it, right? Every single one of us experiences fear. Right. Every one of us. Yep. Question is, is what are we going to do with that fear? How are we going to deal with it? How are we going to use that fear as fuel? Exactly. I go back to what I said earlier. I mean, I was living in the projects. I can remember being middle school, maybe. Laying in that bed, thinking to myself, what the hell am I doing here? Like, this can't be my life. Right. And that fear welled up in me, like, I do not want this to be my life. I don't want this to be who I am. This is not good enough for me. Now you could take that fear and you can use it as fuel to do everything in your power to get out of that situation. To do everything in your power to better your circumstances. Or you could use that fear as a way to just hide. Well, this is as good as it gets. It's not going to get anybody better than this. I mean, whatever. I'm in a bad place. It's never going to be any better, you know? That's the lie.
2: Right. That's lying to yourself at that point.
1: Because fear can be a very detrimental thing, but it can be a very powerful thing. Fear also comes with respect. You know, the word talks about fearing the Lord. It's not saying be afraid of God. It means to respect God. To fear the Lord, his power, his awesomeness, right? His mighties, his omnipotence, his, his, his holiness, his righteousness, right? To be in awe of, of the father, right? But to fear God is to respect God, right? So I think that fear can be manipulated and twisted into a negative all the time. It's not a negative all the time if you use it the right way. You know, for us, like we fear God. Well, We don't want to disappoint God, right? So we fear that disappointment. So we try to do the best that we can and be the best version of ourselves to please our Father, right? Yep, that's a good thing. Exactly. You know, but to be afraid of Him, if I was afraid of Him, I would never go to Him. I would ignore Him. I'd avoid Him. You would hide. It's just like uh, you guys out there right now. If you're overly aggressive and you're and you're loud and you're um, combative. And you're violent and you have anger issues because of your fear, you now you're making your spouse and your children, children, afraid of you. And that is not a good place to be. Do not confuse that being afraid with being fearful and having respect. It's two totally different things. Correct.
2: Completely
1: different things. It's like my kids. I mean, I can't even remember the last time I put my hands on my child. My son or my daughter. My son's 19, gonna be turning 20, my daughter's 17. I was talking to him a few weeks back. I'm like, you can't even I can't even remember the last time I ever spanked you. My son's like, I don't, I don't know. My daughter said, I don't know. I said, Yeah. Never had to. Right. They fear their father in reverence and respect. They're not afraid of me.
0: Right. There's
1: a big difference. They fear disappointing me. They don't want to anger me because they want me to be proud of them. They want me to love them. And, you know, I love them regardless, but they want me to be proud of them. They want a good response out of me, you know. And so, you know, they're not afraid of me, though. They're not walking on eggshells. I don't know how a man can feel good about his wife and children being afraid of him. That's a little man. Well, that's not a man. That's a boy. Yeah. That's a big baby boy. Boy with beard. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, but fear, it it manifests in a, a multitude of different ways And it it can it can be a destroyer of relationships. Same thing with us as guys is you know if we're so afraid to get real with one another, that fear cripples. Like, how can we come together in this place, together, three dudes trying to make a difference if we can't be honest with each other? If I'm so worried that if I tell you that I'm struggling, what you're going to think of me or think bad of, you know, you can't operate. Like, no, you can't. And, and that's kind of what we're trying to get you guys out there to listen to figure out. You know, you can't allow your fears to control you to keep you in bondage. You know, listen, every dude out there has got struggles. Oh, every yeah. single guy out there has been made stupid decisions. We talked about that a couple of podcasts back. You know, we've all done stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what's made us who we are. Don't allow that fear of exposure to cripple you from the relationships That are going to make you a better man.
2: And that's like uh, what your brother Bobby had said to Sean, your son, about words of advice for Sean was that don't let the fear of failure keep you from trying your best or trying something new. Don't let that fear of failure hold you and keep you where you're
1: at. It keeps you captive, man.
2: Right. You've got to use, like you said, you got to use it for fuel. You've got to respect it like the lion hunting its prey, but you've also got to use that as fuel. And that's what I did a lot growing up was I use that fear like you did to push me, to Mm -hmm. push me out. Not, not irregardless or not, you know, selfishly, but... To get me out of that comfort zone because I I knew that if I'm just sitting in my comfort zone, I'm not growing.
1: Things in stagnant water die.
2: Right. So If we're not
1: growing, we're dying.
2: I use that fear to take steps that I wouldn't usually take. Not irresponsibly, but to take those steps that challenged me to put me in a different position that I wasn't comfortable with. But it was a growth each time. And you've got to do that. You
1: can't let fear lock you down. Well, think about it. if you're afraid of failing, so you never try. You've already failed, right? Yeah. I mean, it's think about it. I, it's 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 crazy. It's like I'm so afraid that if I do that, I'm going to fail, so I'm not going to do it. So you've already failed, right? You don't what, even what know. the hell are you doing? I mean, you, you know, I would rather go and try it and then realize it's not something I can do or it's not the right thing for me than to never try at all. Right. That, that results in, in an ugly word called regret. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that's just an ugly, ugly word, regret.
2: That's it. They always say that you will, the things you'll regret the most are the things that you didn't do. The things you didn't even try
0: when it comes down. We to. Just like we said a couple podcasts ago about decisions. If You decide not to decide. You made, made a, a choice.
1: Decision. Yeah. yeah.
0: Made a decision.
1: Isn't it crazy you think about it? I mean, <laughs> you think that you're you're putting yourself in a position where you're not going to be exposed or you're not going to be, uh, you know, taking a risk. But you've already taken that risk when you said no. hmm And you chose to do nothing. You know, and it's it's crazy to think about it. I mean, fear is the root of everything. It is. I mean, you think about it. I mean, we learn. We don't touch fire out of the fear of getting burnt.
2: Yeah, you know, you know, it always reminded me <laughs> back in the dating scene. All of my buddies would go out, and they would be terrified to walk up to a group of ladies and you know start talking to them. So, I never had any problems with it. I mean, what's the worst? They're going to tell me no, get lost. You know. Well, we know you're
1: overconfident anyway. Yeah, exactly. Establish
2: that. So, so that that this will explain that. <laughs> yeah, I would, they would send me out to, you know, when they'd see three girls, Hey Ray, go, go, go talk to those girls over there. So I'd go over there. And if they were receptive, you know, if they were nice and they were,
1: you know, willing to carry on a conversation, they, here, they'd come follow. I love up. how he, I love how he does his stories here, Fritz. If they were receptive and, yeah. and nice and courteous. and. Just, <laughs> well, I, mean, I did ask for a resume up front. <laughs> have you had a blood test and everything? Yeah. Uh,
0: are you are oh, you
1: willing what do you come up with this stuff bro I swear
2: I mean that that's what it was it was it was scouting out it was
1: you yeah, know that, see now that's right what I'm talking I about right there over it there was scouting you out. out
2: Well that's what I said first No no
1: no no you you back pedal this well, we walked up. I went to see if twos were sipping They were nice and I, everything. <laughs> I said, I said they would send me
2: out. I would. They would scout them out, send me out, and then I'd find out.
1: Hey, you know what we used to call that? What was that one out of every ten will say yes? <laughs> you started at ten and you work your way down and hope you don't get past the seven.
0: <laughs> you have a better chance at four a.m. of reception.
1: I, I had a buddy in the army, man. He, at four a.m., they're all tens. His nickname was Oski Dog. You know. And Ski, he he told me that. He said, one out of every 10 will say yes, D. And I said, Oh, is that right? And I mean, this guy, you would watch him. He'd be at the bar and he'd go from one to the next one to the next one to the next one. I mean, right in front of him, like, bro, I mean, you do it in such close proximity. Why don't you spread it out a little bit? <laughs> you know, like, you go through it like a lineup. Yeah, but that that is the
2: whole thing is fear will keep you from potentially meeting the love of your life when you really, really think about it.
0: Yeah. It'll keep you it from alive. We place. all know that individual. Hashtag
1: just saying. <laughs> Love you, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you better hope she still loves you after this episode, boy. <laughs> Mr. Oh. Rhinestone Romeo hey. over here. After 21 years and right like flip. The, the, the red blue the, Rindstone the Rindstone deck the red know. deck over here I'm a rhinestone cowboy <laughs> I mean. I'm blue as a goose <laughs> and the morning y'all please tell, tell me you didn't wear no rhinestones man please tell me you didn't wear no rhinestones no 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 oh no. Yeah. that's funny since so, Joe so, with those bars that you were going to, were those like country bars you're picking up chicks in or what? Actually, yeah, man. Eight seconds, downtown Orlando. You know, it's funny. I used to go to a When I was in the army, that's where I used to go as a country bar. It's yeah. called um, Sam Station. And, and Eight seconds. is about
2: text. right for me. Yep. About right for me, too. That's it. Eight seconds, man. That's where we used to roll down there. But
1: but fear will seize you up, you know? It will. That's that's when Not start- having fear is also dangerous, too. Exactly. That can get you in a lot of trouble, you know? Because you lose that word respect, not having respect for something or a fear for something can be a very dangerous, put you in a very dangerous situation.
2: Exactly. You know? And that's why I mentioned being irresponsible with the decisions that fear is trying to keep you from
0: making. Do you find that to be common with a lot of teenagers these days? A the lack no of fear and in, in, invincible. Immoral. They yep. feel
2: like they're immortal. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Would you hear about the new COVID test they're doing, like, challenge? People no. licking toilet seats or something like that. I mean, what the hell is going on? I mean, that ain't just not having no fear. That's just plain dumb.
2: I'm not putting my lips anywhere that anybody's ass has been. Yeah. <laughs> not doing it. I don't care how stupid you are. Uh, that's well, just that's dumb right that there. That's just dumb right there. I'll tell you right now. That's
1: just stupid.
2: It is. That's just
0: Show us what a rhinestone cowboy you really are, man! Put your <laughs> lips around it. Yeah. You know, yeah, put your money where your lips oh, are. Oh, my Johnny! Don't his ass on there, <laughs> there. Go for <laughs> it! Let's take a look, Ooh, man. Take, take a look. Come on, you
2: ain't a see. man. You ain't a man. Yeah. Take do a, a look. See. see. <laughs> do yeah. it. Do it. Do it.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, you, you, the lack of fear can get you in trouble too. It could get you looking toilet seats, apparently. Yeah, that's uh, whew. stupidity. You know.
2: Yeah, but that's the that's the. <laughs> <laughs> That's the young and dumb Get you term. some likes on Facebook.
1: Oh, I'll tell you, man. Oh, there
0: you go. I wouldn't be viral. liking
1: myself after I did something like that. What'd yeah. you do to
0: go viral, Johnny? I like the toilet seat where Fritz was sitting. Yeah, I'd go uh, viral on YouTube.
1: But hey, it worked for Jackass. Remember that show?
0: Oh my God, do I. Oh, Johnny, I was uh, what was his
1: name? Johnny. What? Knox. No, no, Johnny Knoxville. Knoxville. Steve-O. Oh, yeah. so they had Steve-o. a deal with Steve-O. He used to get between $200 and $500 an episode. That's, That's it. it. Wow. This that guy, guy stapled Electrocuted, punched in the nuts, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about the ones that were more dangerous, he got $500 for it. $500 has put us to staple your butt.
2: You know, just, just a couple
1: weeks ago, he duct taped himself to a billboard. Well, he's making more money now, but I'm saying back in the day, when it, I think he said, like, for that movie, the uh, Jackass movie, he only made like $1,500. Well, he said that for the first episode, the first season of Jackass, he made $1,500 for the season.
2: And guys, that is exactly what not having fear will get you. Yeah. $1,500. Yeah. And a lot of stupidity. And a, and a sore ass. <laughs> yeah. Numb balls
1: <laughs> and a face full of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the show was an absolute rage. Yeah. It was a hit. And he, and he made nothing. I, made I,
0: I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was funny. It was some funny stuff. The funniest one did I. You see the one it. where they shot, uh, they chopped top his Lambo? No. Yeah, they did. They snuck into his garage and they chopped off the Lambo. I That's
1: remember cool. the one we dove off the, ad, ad, the ladder into a, a pool of uh, elephant shit. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> and they had the big white guy man. They used to
0: do all kinds of stupid <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah. to him. They were flying the they uh, had put him on a burning stake or something like that. And they were flying the <laughs> remote control planes around his head. And they were do- he was like uh, King Kong. King, King Kong, nice. The one that
2: I remember the most in a is diaper. Where, yeah. Is where he was shooting bottle rockets out of his ass.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that that lack of fear there, that gets you in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Dangerous. But you know, pulling around full circle, you know, fear can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing, but it can also be a very dangerous thing. And I think you need to
2: identify it, like the whole point of calling this podcast, what the hell are we afraid of? It's not Don't be afraid of anything. It's identifying what are your fears and how are you reacting to your fears? And and that's what we have to do as men. We got to take note. We got to sit down, figure out why am I acting this way? Why am I doing this? Is this beneficial for my family? Is this hurting my family, my wife, my girlfriend, whoever it is, your significant other? And you got to take note of it and you got to learn how to deal with it and how to work it, how to use it as fuel, how to respect it.
1: Well, I mean, if that fear in your life is got you in bondage or is resulting in bad behavior, you've got to take hold. Right. And I always like going back to what we talked about with the lion and its prey. I mean, the lion's looking at that gazelle and its heart's racing, the hair in the back of his net's standing up. It's panning, it's waiting to pounce. And in spite of all that fear of those hoofs or those horns or whatever may happen, they have to overcome that fear because they have to do that in order to eat. Right. That's a part of surviving. And how does that translate into our lives today? Well, it's a lot of things as men that we have to do uncomfortable conversations with our kids, uh, being honest and straightforward with our spouses, standing up for what we believe in in the workplace. Um, you know, doing what's right when everybody else is doing what's wrong. Uh, not not being a sheep but standing up and being a lion because there's a great deal of fear that comes with that because you may be rejected you may not be accepted you may not uh, feel adequate you may feel like you don't have what it takes but you got to push through and do it anyway the best combative uh, piece of material that you can use against fear is courage truth You have to pound fear into submission submission with a hammer of courage. You just got to keep pounding and keep pounding and keep pounding and overcome it. I know that from firsthand experience. I grew up in an environment that scared me to death. The thought of living that life for the rest of my life was so scary. The the thought of staying was scarier than the thought of leaving. And I had to overcome that fear to step out to become what I am today. You know, not that I'm anything special, but I'm not in that place anymore and I'm not living that life. And it took a great deal of courage. And one of the most courageous things you can ever do is identify what your fears are. What is holding you back? What is manifesting in you and coming out in a negative way? Be a man about it. You got to stand up and recognize that the person sometimes staring back in the mirror is not the person you want to be. You can change that. You can change it today. You can change it right here, right now. Don't allow your fears to take captive of today and rob you of tomorrow. Stand up, get up, and man up. Because when you do that, my friends, well, that's where the rubber meets the road.